Well, the Great Reset Uprising is underway, and it's begun apparently in Sri Lanka. We're going to break it down. We're also going to give you the backstory, all the details, what's going on with 4chan, and did they leak the Hunter Biden laptop? But first, folks, the amazing event is about to take place in just about just a, just under two weeks, really just under two weeks' time. The Student Action Summit, Turning Point SAS, Tampa, Florida. And if you're not a student, you can go there. Go there, students of all ages, even if you're a student of history, use promo code POSO, 25% off. That's all caps, tpusa.com slash SAS. Confirm speakers, President Donald J. Trump, Governor Ron DeSantis, Charlie Kirk, myself, Kaylee McEnany, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Josh Hawley, Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman Kat Kamek, Congressman Matt Gates, so many more folks. All I have to say is I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 11th, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, the Great Reset Uprising. Sri Lanka, the island nation, destroyed by World Economic Forum policies and CCP debt. Break it all down. Next, President Trump sends a letter to Steve Bannon, waiving executive privilege and setting up Bannon's potential testimony at the J6 te- uh, committee. Third, 4chan appears to have leaked Hunter Biden's iCloud data. I got a lot on this that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And then fourth, a woke female army soldier questions her loyalty to the United States after the Roe v. Wade decision. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. So the images you're seeing right now are out of the island nation of Sri Lanka. And we've told you about this before, that all of this is coming. This is the collapse of complex systems. Fuel, food, energy, inflation, the cost of everything are skyrocketing through the roof. Their financial policy, their monetary policy is through the floor. Their money is becoming worthless. They're standing in line for hours just to get a little bit of gas for their car, just to get food for their families. The nation is completely going crazy. And why is this happening? Why is this happening? Did you know, did you know that one of the highest ESG scores in the world, number six, number six in the entire world is the island nation of Sri Lanka. They're number six. Down the bottom of the of the list, by the way, are, you know, those crazy third world nations like the United States, Canada, right? Western Europe, right? Those, those are all down at the bottom of the ESG list. But at the top of the list, right, very close to the top of the list is Sri Lanka. Just about one year ago, Sri Lanka banned modern fertilizers, right? We can't use those. We can't possibly use those. We're going to go all organic. We're going to go green. We're going to go green. The farmers were upset about this the same way the farmers 
are going crazy in Netherlands, in the Netherlands, over a very similar situation. They said, we don't want to be Sri Lanka. And how many times have we said that this is going to be coming? That this is culminating in massive overthrows of governments, uprisings, the people storming the presidential palace, burning the prime minister's residence. All right. Understand, you are performing two options. You're working one hand with the CCP. You're working with the CCP's debt trap diplomacy. What's going on with that? The CCP came in. And when I was serving in East Asia, when I was serving in the Pacific, right, we were paying attention to this, that the CCP went down to, to Sri Lanka and was essentially buying up their port infrastructure. Why are they doing that? Because the CCP's great adversary on the world island in Asia is India. India is their greatest geopolitical adversary on the continent. So what are they looking to do? Of course, they want to put a naval base on Sri Lanka. Now, if Sri Lanka were smart, if India were smart, and the United States were smart, which we're not, right? We're not, we're not run by serious diplomats. You'd be doing everything possible right now to get in there, to get into Sri Lanka, work with our allies in India to push the CCP out and say, you know what? We'll clear this all up. We'll set this back. You don't have to worry about it anymore. We'll fix this for you. But of course, that's not going to happen because we're idiots. Right. The CCP was what is going to happen. I'll, I'll tell you what's going to go on right now. Right. So they were following all of these policies that were pushed by the IMF, the World Economic Forum, and it's called the Great Reset. Get to all to up, get themselves all the way up to this high ESG score. We had to have it. We had to have it. But you destroyed your country in the process. The same way, by the way, that every country that tries to up their ESG score to that level will be destroyed. The United States included. We're already seeing the fraying at the seams of this. But what else is going to happen? What else is going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. The CCP is going to look at that and they are going to go into Sri Lanka like a fire sale. They don't care that the current guys are fleeing the country, the current leaders, the corrupt family that's been running them for 30 years. By the way, how many people even knew that there had been a 30-year civil war that just ended a few years ago? Interesting, a very bloody civil war, by the way. Tamil Tigers, right? That's a whole other discussion. Just understand the CCP doesn't care. They will use the instability for their purposes and for their agenda and to their benefits. They will go in there and mark my words, the CCP is going to end up controlling that island. It's going to be at the detriment of India. It's going to be at the detriment of the United States, the detriment of the world, because they are going to go in and they will end up with a naval port right there in the Indian Ocean. So I spent the last two weekends with my brother in a boat on our lake because we had some trees fall into it, right? The trees fell into the lake and we're sitting there going, we need to clear these trees out of the lake. So we're out there with pole saws, with hatchets, with hacksaws, at one point even with a machete. And we're leaning out the sides of the boat while one of us hangs onto the tree. We're taking turns on this, cutting up these different trees and then getting them out getting them, you know, clearing up the lakes so that we can fish, so that we can go around with the kids, so Tiny can take pictures for her Instagram of the sunsets, et cetera, et cetera. And I got to tell you, that was hard work. And you've got to stand in these different angles while you're doing it. It's crazy. You have to twist around back and forth and all this. But I got to say, what Kevin and I did, we talked about this beforehand, and we said, you know what? 
we got to go under tack on this one. So we threw on pairs of our under tack boxers. And I got to say that operation tree cleaning was an absolute success. And why was it? Because we were wearing our under tacks. Under tacks are the best boxers ever made. High quality material. It's antibacterial, anti-pilling, moisture wicking. You stay fresh and dry all day long. Sturdy, comfortable, the wide waistband, fly design, they make so much sense. It's durable, ultralight, fade resistant, shrink resistant. And I got to say, if you are clearing trees in a boat, this, this is exactly what you need for this summer. And by the way, they're also 30% less than the competition. So where do you get them? You go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com today. Of course, we've got the link in the description. And by the way, there is a special offer for the month of July. You buy three, you get one free with promo code POSO, P-O-S-O, satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. This is a great American company that's unapologetically pro-America, pro-2A, and pro-military. My brother, myself, we love them. Buy three, get one free today. Getundertack.com. Link is in the description. Mr. Bannon, do you plan to keep broadcasting on your podcast? Absolutely, 100%. They'll never shut down the war room. People, the, the FBI people in the, in the U.S. Marshal Service, many people in there are war room fans. We're never stopping the war room. Why did you That's say, sir, why did you say on the 5th that all hell would break loose Go the back day? and listen to the podcast. Did I'm not going to do your work for you. If you listen to the podcast, you'll see it. Read Peter Navarro's book. Enough, did you see that there were Read Sweep. Hold it. Read Peter Navarro's book. In Trump time lays it all out. And go listen to the podcast. Start doing your work. Did you believe there would be Start violence the next day? You will absolutely understand what, what it's supposed to be. Go back and do your work. He just, he just says, let's go Brandon. <laughs> Stephen K. Bannon. Is he the most dangerous man in America? Right? Now, we know that Steve is currently scheduled for trial. The trial of Steve Bannon begins here in just one week, July 18th, 2022, Anno Domini. Just one week from today, the trial of Steve Bannon starts just a few blocks away from where we sit here at the Turning Point Capitol Central Node, right, in Washington, D.C., at the federal courthouse. At 9.30 a.m., Stephen K. Bannon will raise his hand and be sworn in, and his trial will begin. Or will it, right? Or will it? Because let's go back and see all of the top lines and the fireworks that came out over the weekend. No, I just don't mean I don't just mean the fireworks that we were shooting off in the backyard. And we definitely were. Um, Steve Bannon got a letter over the weekend from President Trump. And what did that letter say? All right. We'll post the letter up. It's up at postmillennial.com. You can go read it for yourselves. We obtained it. What it states is President Trump had initially directed Steve to exercise executive privilege. And what that meant was because the conversations that were held between President Trump and Steve Bannon took place during the time that Trump was still president, right? That they were fall, they fell under executive privilege, right? That was their legal view. So Bannon, when he gets that subpoena from the Jan 6 committee, says, look, I can't come because this is executive privilege. And the president has asked me not to, to speak, not to talk to you guys because he knew that those conversations were exactly what the Gen 6 committee was going to ask about. So they filed charges on him. Trial begins in one week. But, but, Trump sends the letter because he's sitting there watching um, Hutchinson, the Hutch. Remember, remember the Hutch? You guys remember the Hutch? We all love the Hutch. She's up there lying her, her Hutch off. And these people are all just lapping it up. The media is spreading it all over the place. 
And so Trump says, you know what? I want so I want one of my guys in there. Let's get Bannon in. Si sends the letter to Bannon, says you can go testify. Bannon's lawyer responds, says we will testify and we want it to be public. We want it to be public. Now, the question for the Jan 6 committee is, will they allow it to be public? And then furthermore, that sets up the legal argument for Bannon's lawyers to go into that court and say, now hold on a second. You guys slapped contempt of Congress on us. You filed charges. The DOJ decided to push that forward. We ended up testifying after executive privilege was waived. That's what this was all about. What are we still doing here? So potentially, you're going to see a motion either to A, or you'll probably see all of these motions, right? To drop the charges, to extend the deadline, to uh, push the trial back, or even to sit there. And look, even if, now let's, let's say the judge says no to all of it. Let's say the judge says no to every single piece of that. You still would have a situation where Steve would be able to go in there, his lawyers would be able to go in there, and he would be able to say, look, I had a legal argument in front of the committee. The committee didn't appreciate it. They went to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice didn't listen to me. I ended up testifying, as I always intended to do, the issue for me was executive privilege. And then we'll see what a jury says about that. That being said, I'm going to say it right now, right? And I'd say this on War Room too. A DC jury is not going to give a guy with the name of Steve Bannon the benefit of the doubt. The same way they wouldn't give Jack Posobiec the benefit of the doubt, and the same way that definitely would not give a guy with the name of Donald J. Trump the benefit of the doubt. That's just the way it works. I also wanted to point out, by the way, that Cipollone did end up testifying, and they didn't even ask him. They didn't even ask him if he had talked to the Hutch about legal issues with the president going to march. Just goes to show you that when you listen to human events daily, you will be sometimes one, two, three weeks ahead of everybody else in media. Because that's, I try to keep it at about three weeks. Sometimes it's only one week, you know, if we're a little bit behind, but we try to stay three weeks ahead. So keep in mind that what you hear today on Human Events Daily, you'll be hearing three weeks later from everybody else. Wait, I just weighed out the bag. It's 2.06. 2.07. Without the bag. So how long is... 2.0. So Hunter Biden and 4chan. Yes, my friends, I'm sorry. I apologize uh, profusely from the bottom of my heart. My condolences to everyone in the listening audience because yes... We are going to have to talk about the elusive hacker known as 4chan once again. Yes, the 300-pound hacker known as 4chan who lives on a secret boat, which has interstellar capabilities, um, sailing through the galaxies as he does, has returned to Earth, and he has presented us with a new leak of the Hunter Biden laptop. But now a leak from, an, from apparently an iCloud backup that was on the laptop that has been hacked. All right, what's really going on here? So 4chan, of course, it's an anonymous web posting forum, right? Just for anybody who doesn't know that. There's a massive leak that appeared on 4chan over the weekend. Now, I know initially some people had thought that 4chan themselves had hacked it, not the case, because the leak came from a New Zealand um, tech guy that had got a copy of the hard drive itself, found this backup on it. It's about 28 gigs and then uploaded that 
to 4chan. 4chan then starts going through everything. They start leaking everything out, throwing it up in paste bins, throwing it up in archives, and by the way, also created a torrent of this. Now, what's a torrent, right? People, you know, if you don't know what a torrent is, that is a file that is essentially shared. Um, it's peer-to-peer sharing, right? So what does it mean? That if you have a link to it, you can share that file out and you can seed it from your platform. So everybody who's got a copy of the file on their personal uh, computer, their personal hard drive or their cloud, however they have it set up, they then can then also be sharing it out. So basically, once there's a torrent of it, uh, you're not going to be able to shut this thing down. Even if you shut down every individual server, there's always going to be a way for people to start seeding that file back out. So they've got around that. This thing is out there. And the story of the leak, I think, is probably the biggest part of it right now. What you're seeing on this, look, it's more depraved scenes, more text messages. A lot of the family stuff lines up with pretty much everything that I saw uh, two years ago when I was digging through this the first time, digging through the laptop, digging through the hard drive, the hard drive from hell with Hunter Biden. Pornography, nudity, some searches, by the way, including some uh, some pornography searches that may not be necessarily legal because of certain age limits. And I'm just going to leave it at that, right? Because we want to try to keep this PG-13. And of course, many videos, again, of Hunter Biden walking around doing drugs, swinging his gun around. And so here's my question. Here's my question. His illegal gun, by the way, is illegal nine millimeter. Shouldn't we all be red flagging Hunter Biden right now? We should call the Secret Service and we should say, you've got a threat on your hands, ladies and gentlemen. This man cannot be allowed in, around, or near the White House, the First Family, Air Force One, Camp David, anywhere the president is. If he's in Rehoboth, you got to get Hunter Biden out of there. This guy's threat. So everybody within the sound of my voice who's listening to this, I'm going to give you two pieces of homework. I know I usually only give one. I'm giving two pieces of homework today. Number one, of course, you're going to share this out with your normie friends. And then number two, you're going to file a red flag report on Hunter Biden. And you might have to go, you might even have to go a step further because there's someone who's also been enabling Hunter Biden in terms of all of this, and that's his father. You know, you got to look at the parents in these situations, folks. You really do always have to look at the parents. You have to look at the, their parenting ability. You have to look at the children they produced, the children they raised. So we're going to have to look at the father of Hunter Biden here. And I might even say, might even have to go so far as to say, I don't, I don't know. I was talking to the producers before this. I was talking to producer Mike. I was talking to producer Shah. I said, should we do this? Should we go to this level? Does it rise to that level? And they said, if you think it warrants it, we're going to go there. All right. I think it does. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to file red flag reports on the father of Hunter Biden himself, Joe Biden, the president of the United States. I know, I know, we never thought this day would come. We never thought we'd all be here. But just hold hands, say a prayer. We're going to get through this together. You, me, and him kicking and screaming out of the White House. I woke up from a nap to this news. America is waking up to this news. I just extended my contract to continue serving this country a week ago. How am I supposed to swear to support and defend the Constitution and a country that treats its women like second-class citizens? 
How am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to do that with pride? How am I supposed to do that with love and honor? How am I supposed to wake up every day and put on a freaking uniform that says United States Army? So this video originally came to my attention um, from Breitbart News and Christina Wong had found it. Uh, she wrote a great report on it. I posted it over to Twitter. The thing went viral. And you've got here this female soldier who is disloyal, right? She's disloyal to the United States. She's disloyal to the nation. She's loyal to, she's putting her own ideology first. And this is how you know, by the way, that, um, you know, that, where, that just goes to show you where we are in the culture war right now, right? That goes to show you where we are in terms of this, this fight, right? For the soul of the nation, right? That's where the culture is right now. The culture is that if you're in a place where she is, she's serving in the United States military. She's a sergeant, United States Army. And she feels the need to say, and she feels perfectly happy and capable of not only saying that she's disloyal, that she doesn't want to wear the uniform anymore because of the Roe v. Wade decision, because her ideology trumps the ideology of following the Constitution, which is the thing that you actually take an oath to. And what's interesting to see is, will there be any administrative punishments for this? Now, now look, my, the human events team was pretty hot on this one. Producer Shaw said, we got to court-martial her. She was like saying, you know, she, I, was, I, I didn't know. She wanted to bring out the firing squad. I said, no, 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 no. No firing squad for this one. We don't go to that level. But, but, but punishments, oh, yeah. Reduction in rank, put her on restriction. Um, in the Navy, that's going down to the brig, right? NJP, captain's mast, familiar with, more with the Navy terms. But, but, right, there's so much that can be done here. But I have a different take. I actually have a different take. So obviously, right, you know, this goes into everything that we're saying, the decline of the United States military, the fact the United States is currently on a path to lose a major war. Let me say that again. The United States military is going to lose a major war. Why did Russia invade Ukraine at this point? I think everybody knows. I think everybody knows how weak the United States looks right now. If Afghanistan had not happened, Ukraine would not have happened. And if you can't put the two of those together and understand the through line that runs between them, then, you know, I don't know, go, go watch some other show. Maybe Human Events Daily isn't for you, right? Just go, go, just go back to scrolling Netflix or something, like, because this, this really isn't your thing. But let me understand, because I've got a different take. My take is she's on deployment with the United States military She's got her unit on there. She's got her name on there. And she's posting videos to a CCP-controlled app of where she is, of where her unit is, what her name is, what other soldiers... She probably has got other videos with, her, with other soldiers on there. She's giving all of that information to our adversary. Why does the United States military allow people to use TikTok? Just please explain that to me. Because, you know, is this something with General Milley? It was like he called up, you know, General Milley. Did he call him up at the CCP and say, don't worry, I'm going to let them all use TikTok so you know we're, we're also going to make sure they're using TikTok on our submarines, on our stealth fighters, our stealth bombers, uh, SEAL Team 6, Delta Force. We're going to make sure all those guys are on TikTok just so you know where they are at all times. And that's all the time we have here, Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, to which we are not disloyal, like some of these woke soldiers. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, two pieces of homework today. Remember, number one, 
the red flag report, Hunter Biden and his father. And then number two, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? The Great Reset Uprising, Sri Lanka destroyed by World Economic Forum policies and CCP debt. Next, President Trump sending a letter to Steve Bannon waiving executive privilege and setting up a potential testimony from Bannon to the Gen 6 committee. Third, 4chan appears to have leaked Hunter Biden iCloud data. And then finally, this woke female army soldier questioning her loyalty to the United States after the Roe v. Wade decision. Folks, it is going to be an incredible week. And that's why you need to stick right here, Human Events Daily. We're going to be breaking this up. Remember, like I said before, three weeks ahead of the competition. Three weeks. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. This is a big one. On this day, 1804, Anno Domini, Vice President of the United States Aaron Burr mortally wounds, shoots and kills former Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton in a pistol duel. And what I got to say about this, right? And I know history has besmirched the name of Aaron Burr, right? Right. We have to hate on him because uh, because he shot Aaron, Alexander Hamilton. But I do want to point out that at one point in our nation's history, and one point in our history as a people, men settled disputes through duels. I demand satisfaction, sir. And wouldn't this country be a better place? I'm just saying, wouldn't it be a better place if perhaps we went back to the genteel versions of dealing with disputes rather than just having people shooting each other all over the place? Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.